Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. Shall it not come to pass if Jesus said it will? As I look at this Scripture, the Lord began to remind me of the New Testament. We see Joel, we see that he is, that Joel is in 2.28, he's telling us of something that's getting ready to happen. That it's going to come to pass. That he says, after this, afterward, that I will pour out my Spirit. Did you not just hear the prophetess say if he said it? He's going to do it. Did you not just hear worship cry the same cry that if His Word has declared it, that it will come to pass in your life? And we see that not only sons will prophesy it, not only will the sons prophesy it, but the daughters will prophesy it. That men servants and maid servants will declare the gospel truths of God's Word. And also He says that I will show wonders. I will show you... How many knows that God has some wonders that He's yet not showed you? How many knows that there's something beautiful out of your mess that you've not seen yet? There's a wonder that God is getting ready to show you and it's unexpected. I love the moments of unexpected wonders. I love those moments when I didn't see it coming. Now, now we talk about the unexpected trial, but is there anybody that's glad for some unexpected wonders? Some, some miracles that showed up and you wasn't expecting it, but it just showed up. You know what I'm talking about. And this is what the Bible and the Scripture is talking about. It's a, it's a wonder. It's an unexpected, it's an inexplicable, uh, unexplainable wonder. It will not be explained what's going to... It won't, will not be adequately explained when, when this takes place and when it happens. And we see here that it says, I will show you wonders in the heavens. But not only will I show you wonders in the heavens, but those wonders that are in the heavens, they will enter into the realm of your situation. They will, this wonder that's coming from the heaven, this gift that comes from heaven, it's going to come right in the middle of your circumstance and it's going to shift everything in your life. It's, it, it comes from heaven, but you are the ones that carry the invasion that is flowing from the throne. Somebody shout His blood. It is His blood that acts, activates the fire. It is His blood that activates the flame inside of us, the passion, the zeal. If it was not His blood, I would not have nothing to preach to you about. But it's the fire of God. It's His glory that we can stand in because we have a fire that's burning within. And ladies and gentlemen, these are those days. And I want to talk to you just for a moment that when dream meets vision. Turn to your neighbor and say, dreams are about to meet vision. Now I want you to get this. That's generation meeting generation. That means glory is in the middle of the meeting. Come on somebody. And there's something that God wants to do. Dreams are about to meet vision. And when dream comes together with vision in one, cord, uh, in one accord, shoulder to shoulder, simultaneously in unison. This is a fresh word, so I'm going to stick to the notes this morning if that's all right. But we have the gift of the Holy Spirit that when we come together like this, how many knows that when we come shoulder to shoulder, generation to generation, tribe to tribe, how many knows that something is getting ready to happen? There's a gift of the Spirit that's getting ready to explode. You know why? Because when unity comes into the room, God has to command the blessings from heaven to come down into the earth. People with words of knowledge will come together with words of wisdom. And when they come together in one mind, in one frame, in one accord, that God is guiding in this day and in this hour. This is one of the most prophetic seasons that I've ever lived in my lifetime that I can see that God is bringing things together. He's bringing the dreamer into the visionary. 
There's something that's getting ready. I want you to tap your neighbor. I'm starting to feel some help. Tap them with a good old Holy Ghost tap and tell them something is getting ready to happen in this house. And I want you to stir yourself and get excited about what God is releasing right now. Come on, somebody. I didn't say a man was releasing it. His word is about to release it into your space, release it into your family, release it into your mind. Something is getting ready to happen. And if we turn to, to the New Testament, the reason that I started with the Old Testament is it's just the, it's just the foretelling of what God uh, he, he had to do. And He would tell partial things. He would show us uh, how many knows that prophetically He won't show you all the things, but He'll show you partial little glimpses. It's a, a little fragmentary pieces of a puzzle. And when, when, when vision comes together with a dreamer, then all of a sudden the, the vision becomes clearer. The picture becomes clearer of what God is trying to do. How many knows that what was a piece in the Old Testament became a completion in the New Testament? And we see here that in Acts chapter number 10, if you want to go with me to Acts 10, we're going to read just a few verses and then I just want to walk through this story and, and I want to parallel this story with what we're reading in Joel 2. We're going to talk about that what he was spoken had started to come to pass. What was spoken in the Old Testament, we can see it now coming into fruition in Acts chapter number 10 and verse 44 through 46 that while Peter was speaking, the Bible said these words that the Holy Spirit fell upon all those, now watch this, who heard the word. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, listen up. Because it won't fall on you. I'm going to get ahead of myself. But it will not fall on us until it gets to us. It has to get to you before it falls on you. Woo! I'm going to say it again just so you'll catch it with your heart and your spirit. It has to first get to you before anything's going to fall on you. The Bible said that as they heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed, watch this, the religious folk, the people who had it, they were astonished at the caliber of people who received it. And we see here that they were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift, somebody shout the gift, it's a gift that's been given from heaven. I didn't deserve it, but he chose to give it anyway. Is there anybody glad for, from the gift, for the gifts that came from heaven that you didn't deserve, but he still gave it? The gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out not only on the Jews, but now in this moment, in this Scripture verse, we see that now it's come upon the Gentiles for they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. In other words, they heard them doing the same things that they had been doing. And we see that when the dream met the vision, it was access to increase. We see that it was a gateway to God's glory experience that when they came together. So I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and tell them that with all of our differences, there's something powerful when we come together. I feel the Holy Ghost right now because we're going we're gonna to destroy some demonic differences right now. We're going to destroy the things that keep us separated in this atmosphere. We're going to destroy the ones who's jealous because you're bald and the neighbor beside you got hair. I'm here to tell you the devil would like to bring devices of division to try to separate God's people, to try to separate race, to try to separate denomination. But I'm here to tell you that the spirit that fell on the Pentecostals is the same spirit that wants to fall on the Baptist and the Methodist and the Presbyterian and the Catholic and the Lutheran. I'm here to tell you, it's not just for you, Pentecostal. It's for the Baptist too. And the dream met the vision and it brought access, a gateway to glory. You want to see what kingdom connection looks like? Read Acts 10.44. Read Acts 10.44 and you'll see that vision came together with a dream and things begin to change in the atmosphere. 
We see that a centurion soldier, we see that the name Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the uh, Italian uh, regiment. It was an army, uh, an, an Italian army, and we see that God, uh, he was a God-fearing man. This was somebody that was God-fearing. This, the Bible tells us, if you read through the scripture, and I, I, I ask you to do that when you get home, go back and read chapter 10 all the way through. It is a powerful uh, story, and we can see that he was a God-fearing man. Uh, man. He was a spiritual man. He was a man of prayer. Yes, I'm talking about somebody who was outside of the covenant but still believed in almighty God and we see that a man this man was disciplined he was a, a man of order and and he was a gentile he was a gentile but but watch this God noticed him aren't you glad God noticed you even though you was different come on somebody aren't you glad that God noticed you with your differences and, and we see here that he was a Gentile, he was different, but God noticed him. But I want to point out why it was that God noticed this centurion soldier. He wasn't part of the covenant. He wasn't the sons of Abraham. But his prayer, watch this, his prayer and his gifts had gone up, watch this, as a memorial in the heavens. Sometimes we need to build some stuff in the earth so that you're reminded that there's some memorials built in heaven. Come on, somebody. The reason that God came to him was his prayers and his generosity was going up to God. And we see here that the prayer and the gift had gone up as a memorial and God had watched his praying. Let me tell you something. There's one thing that God will watch you do. If you'll pray, God's watching you. If you will give, God is watching you. And he will bless you exceeding abundantly above all that you can think, ask, or I'm going to say it again. If you're praying and giving, I'm here to tell you in this season, God's watching you and something's about to fall upon you. So we see here that there's something that's happening because he's praying, because he is giving. This is principles of God's word, ladies and gentlemen. When you give, there may be seed, there may be time, then there will come a harvest. But I'm here to tell you, if you will give, God will bring the harvest and you'll be reaping because of what you've been giving. God had watched him praying. God had watched his generosity. God had watched his nature with others. God had watched him give of his time to help somebody else when nobody else was looking. God had watched his secret prayers that was going up to his ears. He watched him give to the needy. He watched him give to the homeless. I'm just going to get right down with you and I. He watched him give to the, the person that was on the street that was in need. Nobody else saw it, but let me tell you something. God saw it when he gave it. And the Bible says that because of what he did, because of his care for others, the Bible says something was about to happen. I just want you to sit right there and marinate in the very fact that because you've been praying and because you've been giving, turn your neighbor and tell them, get ready. I feel like T.D. Jakes right now. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get you do I get ready, get ready, get ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get somebody to get excited because you've been given. I'm just trying to get somebody excited because you've been praying and God is starting to show you what you've been praying for and God has started to give you a vision of what you've been seeking for and God has started to show you what the bigger plan was and the purpose was. You didn't know why you was drawn to him but you're starting to see the picture. This is better than what you're praising him right now. Come on. I need somebody for about 30 seconds to open up your mouth while there's no music playing and there's no worship team on the stage. There's just word going forth. If you got praise for a word that's coming into your space right now, somebody give God praise for his unadulterated, powerful. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a word, church. 
Come on, I, I, I want you to slap three people high five and say the word church is coming back. I said the word church is coming back. I said the word church is coming back. The word that produces wonder when it goes forth. The word that begins to speak in the house of God. And as it's speaking, dead people start raising up out of their situation. The word that brings fear out of your mind. The word that pulls you out of depression. Anybody glad for the word that changed you? Changed the path that you were walking on, but there was a word that hit you like a light, may have blinded you from the natural elements, but you were seeing better than you've ever seen before. This is what I'm talking about, that there's a word that is being deposited that's going to bring them. It's not just a deposit, it's a demonstration. The word, the word fell. But first, there was a dream. Before the word was released, there was dreams about the release. Woo! Holy Ghost, I'm going to have church all by myself right here on this stage. Y'all just hold on. I'm telling you right now, there's something I feel, and if you don't, I'm sorry. But there's something God is getting ready to do in this house. That the word was, was, they were thinking about it. They didn't know really what they was thinking about, but they were thinking about the man that they trusted in. They were thinking about, and they were, they, they were imagining what God was going to do. And the dream and the vision comes together, and we see that God gives a vision three in the afternoon. Somebody shout the number three. You know, I love catching these numbers because it's so interesting how God even uses numbers in Scripture to just connect the dots. How many knows God knows how to connect the dots? He may not show them all at one time, but how many knows He knows how to strategic? You know, you remember when you was a kid that you would go from one dot to another until you had a picture? That's what God does with you and I. And I want you to shout three. Because we can see here that three in the afternoon, the Bible said that there was something that happened. We can see that God uh, was doing something. God gives him a vision, Cornelius, at three in the afternoon. He didn't receive all of the individual features. He didn't see the all the technical things, the, the technicality, if you will, of the path or of the trail that was going. But he did have some direction. He had a word from the Lord. He didn't receive all the distinctivealities of it but there was a distinctive thing that he recognized and that is the, the thing that was very distinct the Bible even uses those words to describe it was that there was an angel that came from God that made him aware is there anybody that's ready for some angels that will come to God to come from God that will make you aware I'm going to wait on somebody that is ready to hear an angel come to your house come on is there anybody ready for an angel to be dispatched to your situation is there anybody ready for an angel to show up and give you a word and the angel made him aware watch this that something is getting ready to happen slap somebody high five say get ready I'm stealing this one from Jake's today get ready get ready get ready get ready Oh, get ready. You ain't seen nothing yet. I know you think you have seen Pentecost. I know that you think you are Pentecost. But I'm here to tell you, we haven't seen anything yet. Come on, somebody. I said we haven't seen anything yet. Because in this season and in this decade, dreamers are coming together with visionaries. An increase is about to be accessed. Glory. So we see here that God showed through the vision what was going to He, he showed him pieces of direction and what to do. Why did he do this? Because number three, three in the afternoon. What is three? What does the number three represent? Help me, come on. What'd you say, John? Completion. Somebody shout completion. 
So what he said in Joel, he's completing. You see what I'm saying? Now you watch this. Three in the afternoon, he didn't receive but distinctively saw the angel of God. He didn't receive all the details. He didn't receive all the things. But he said, if God said it, I'm moving. His prayers and his gifts had gone up before the Lord as a memorial. And he knew that something was getting ready to happen because God sent an angel his way. He didn't understand all of, all of it, what was taking place. But, but when a dream met a vision. I'd like to stop here and tell you that somebody in this place, you may have only seen a part. Not the particulars, but just the piece. Come on, somebody. And people think you've lost your mind because God's shown you a piece and you started to move. Can I tell you, if you don't move on the piece, He will never give you the particulars. You have to first... Move on the peace. Why? If you'll move on the peace, God will give you peace. Woo! Thank you, Holy Ghost. If you'll move on the peace, God will give you peace. If you'll move in the direction God has pointed you to go, He will start giving you all the descriptions to your destiny. If you'll move on just the little word that God, that little rhema, that God that moved you out of your condition, if you'll keep moving in the direction of Yahweh, God will start giving you all the details of the destiny that He has for your life. The Bible says that he said we walk by faith and not by sight. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This is the continual pouring forth of God's word. If he explained too much to you one at a, once at a time, if he explained too much to you and I at one time, we would not uh, need the faith for the flow of thoughts from his mouth. You may be in a season of uncertainty, but hold on. Come on, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, you may not know it all. You may not, you, you, God has shown you something and you've stepped out. And because you've stepped out, the enemy is doing everything he can to make you doubt what God has said. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll step out into uncertainty, God is getting ready to do something in your life. Something's about to happen. Something is about to take place. You're not dying today. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're not dead. You're not dying. I said, you're not dead in this place. I said, you're not dead in this place. I said, you're not dead in this place. I wish somebody would act like you're alive in this place. I wish somebody would act like you're right in the midst of liberty because his spirit is here. I wish somebody would get set free and break off fear. Break off depression. I don't need a song to give him praise. I don't. I can praise him all by myself, right in my living room. I can break out in a dance. I can raise my hands toward heaven. I can shake them a little bit. Why? Because he shook stuff up for me. He shook me out of my mess. He shook me out of my... Is there anybody that would give him a radical glory praise in this house? Because had it not been for the Lord on your side, you wouldn't have a dream to go for. You wouldn't have a vision to go after. Hey, I wish somebody get happy. Go ahead and cut loose. Your pastor's giving you permission to give him glory. What, did I need to give you the mic for you to give him praise? Hallelujah. I praise the Lord. Whoa, we believe in the Holy Ghost. We believe in all the Spirit. We believe in praise. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the blessed hope for your returning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I say, look what the Lord has done. Look what they counted me out a long time ago. But look what the Lord has done.
has done. I wish somebody would shout. I wish somebody would shout. I wish somebody would praise him like you want to. There's no religion in this place. There's no tradition in this place. God's breaking you out. You can put me in a prison, but you can't keep my face from breaking out. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You can lock me up, but you can't take the smile on my face. You can lock me up, but you can't take the song from my belly. Somebody give God praise because something is about to. Come on, this is my new normal right here. Right here, this is my new normal, right here. Get used to it. Get used to a B3 organ. Get used to it. I said get used to it, because this is your new normal. This is a new sound. It's a new season, and the enemy is going to regret the day that he tried to strap you up, that he tried to lock you up to religion, that he tried to tie you up to men's theologies and ideas and concepts. Because when the Holy Ghost shows up, chains fall off. When the Holy Ghost shows up, sickness has to give way to healing. When the Holy Ghost shows up, depression has to give way to joy that is unspeakable and it's full of His glory. Somebody shout His glory. His glory, His glory, His glory. Be seated. I got more word. When the angel left Cornelius, he called two people to go. And, 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 and what was shown to him, he's saying, we're going to move on it. How many knows you got to move on what God shows you? Come on, how many knows you're a product of what you moved on? That was the working for him. He was moving and, and, they, and it was working because he took the two servants and the, and the dedicated, uh, he, he, he handpicked a, a, a personality. It wasn't a personality, but it was a, a soldier that was dedicated. It was a soldier that was prayerful. Make sure when you have somebody representing you that it's somebody who's dedicated to the one you're serving. Make sure when you have somebody who's your voice, I'm talking to some leaders right now, make sure that they're a prayerful people. Because if they're not, they can be a principality. And we can see here that he handpicked certain people. And there's going to be some people in your life that will be handpicked by God. I'm telling you, God is getting ready to do something in individuals in this life. And there's going to be people that he's going to connect you to in order to do what he wants to do through you. And we can see here that, that, that he is handpicked these two, the servant and the soldiers that was working for him, and he sent them into a territory. The Bible says he sent them into Joppa. And he, it, the Bible goes on to say that it was Tanner's house and told them what had happened. He told them the vision that had taken place. And, and God appeared to Cornelius in a vision. And in the following day, we see that now he is, he is coming to Peter's territory. So what Cornelius has already seen now the, the, the next day. We can see that the next day the same word of knowledge that came to Cornelius is the same Holy Spirit that come to Peter's house. Actually, it wasn't his house. He was staying somewhere else. How many knows that God knows where you are? Peter, in a dream, J Peter was hungry. And while waiting on a meal, the Bible, this is all Scripture. You can go read it. While, while he was waiting on the meal, he runs up to the rooftop and he starts praying. You see the, you see the common thing here in both individual lives? They were people of prayer. Can I tell you, if you are a people of prayer, there's nothing that God will not release to you. And we see here that, that, that Peter goes up on the rooftop and he's praying and he falls into, uh, one translation says a trance and another translation says a dream which allows me to understand that he was dreaming. Wow. 
And the dream that he had, we can see that that it was there was he was hungry in the natural. And I, I, I like this because we can see that Peter was hungry. He was waiting on a meal, and he's dreaming. And and the Bible said, "How many knows?" I want to talk on a spiritual level right now. How many know that there is nothing like hunger that will make you dream for more? Come on, somebody. How many knows there's nothing like hunger that will break you out of every limit that somebody tried to strap on you? When you're hungry, you don't even know how you're going to break out of it. But hunger is magnetic. Come on. Hunger is prophetic. And when you have a hunger on the inside of you, it, God, God, because of that hunger, He propels you into more. He makes way for increase. And the Bible says that He saw different types of animals that were coming out of the heavens. Wonders from the heavens. Remember our first script? Wonders from the heavens. It didn't say that they were clean, but this was a wondrous thing He was beholding. This unclean animals were coming out of the heavens and four-footed beasts and the Old Testament would have deemed unclean. But God's voice spoke from the heavens and declared, rise, slay, eat. Come on, somebody. He said, I will show you wonders in the heaven. I will show you wonders in the earth. And the blood of Jesus and the fire of Pentecost and the glory of God is getting ready to be released. This was the wonder that was talked about that it shocked Peter so as much that he said, surely not God. Why? Watch this. Because Peter was committed to his tradition. Peter was committed his tradition I'm going to say it again Peter was committed to what he was used to and we see that that God just messed it all up God just messed up Peter's mind Peter was committed to, to what he had known and he had never eaten anything like this before but God spoke up come on somebody are you ready to eat some stuff you've never ate before come on somebody when the children of Israel got closer to the promise, their taste buds changed. How many knows their food changed? Why? Because it was access to increase. And we see here that tradition changed into transition. Tradition changed into transition. God was uh, taking the partial thing that he had uh, established and he said there's something greater. There's something more. That, that This wasn't just an establishment for a few, but this was an establishment for many. And he says, God spoke up and said, Do you, don't call anything impure or common that God has called cleansed. What have we called an outcast that God has already called cleansed. What have we looked at and we've judged them by what, they, what we see with our eyes, but God has already cleansed them in the Spirit. And we see three times. Somebody shout three. And while Peter was still thinking about the vision, watch this, three men show up. I like to point that out because these men came to Joppa to invite Peter to Cornelius' house. It was three of them because God was getting ready to complete. Jesus, I just want to run around this building. God was getting ready to complete what He started. What He had said, now it's getting ready to happen. Is there anybody excited that what God has said over your life, He's about to complete it I'm waiting on your praise right there. There's a good praise break. What he said. What you got a partial glimpse of. You're getting ready to see the fullness of. The dream brought him to the vision. The dream brought him to the vision. How many knows that what made him move was the dream. If he had not had the experience of God's Spirit, he would have never stepped into the direction of what God had spoken. I cannot hear God's voice in my carnality, my carnal mind. I can't hear Him if I'm in my flesh. 
And I have to be intentional. That's why he moved up to a roof. So that he could hear what God was saying. Cornelius knew that if he would pray to God, he would hear from God. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, there's still power. I want you to tell somebody that used to intercede, but they've quit and given up because what they've been praying for they haven't seen yet. I want you to tell them right now, don't quit praying because God is partial to an intercessor. God is partial. Come on somebody. God is partial to somebody who's a prayer warrior. God is partial to an intercessor. God is partial to somebody who's generous. A giver. Don't be jealous because somebody's blessed and they give. Why don't you start trying to give and watch God give to you to bless others? Come on, somebody. That's truth. So we see here that, that Peter, his dream directed his obedience. His dream gave him determination. How many is glad for a dream that determined you to move? It gave you the determination to step out. You knew you didn't have anything, but you knew the God who spoke to you knew what you didn't know. And it gave you determination to move on what He had spoken over your life. His dream was the thing that made Him. Let me tell you something. People call you crazy, but when you have a dream and a knowing of what God has said in your life, you will take the risk. Even when they're laughing at you and waiting for you to fail. You still will take the risk. Because the God that gave you everything, the God that gave His life for me, I'm willing to give everything back to Him. That's the way of the kingdom. And so, you, God gives us the glimpse so that He will get the glory. My God, I'm going to say that again. Holy Spirit, you're awesome. God will give you the glimpse because it's in the glimpses that He gets the glory. I'm going to say it again. God will give you the glimpse because it's in the glimpse that He gets the glory. I'm going to say it over here and tell somebody, God will give you a glimpse because it's the glimpses that gives Him the glory. You see why we can't praise Him on that is because we have to do it. We have to be the ones to fix it. We have to be the ones who have the knowledge of it. We have to be the ones to use our gift. Can I tell you, God gave you the gift. God gave you the knowledge. God gave you the wisdom. God gave you the house. God gave you the money. God gave you that beautiful pictured family. Come on. God gave you the calling. I wish I had some help up in this place. And God will only give you the glimpse because what He's about to do in your life, He's getting all the glory. I wish I had somebody to catch this tonight. That God is going to give you the, He's going to give you glimpses of what He's doing because He's going to get the glory of what He's releasing. Are y'all tired? Okay, I'm just making sure. Because I'm not. I've got a little more time. Right? Y'all good? We're what time is it? Huh? 10, 12? 10, 2, 12. We'll just say it's 10, 12. He will give you glimpses because He wants to challenge our tradition. He will give me a glimpse because He loves to challenge Aaron Crabb's comfort zone. He'll give me a glimpse and He'll show me something that looks impossible. <laughs> and just see if I will dare to step into the unknown zone. Why? Because God, God's greatest Ability is to stretch you. God's greatest ability, he, he, he works in the stretching. He works in the stretching. That's why when you don't stretch first, nothing builds up. Am I right, Caleb? If you don't stretch it out, you're going to feel the pain. So God has to stretch you 
My Lord. He has to stretch the muscle so that you can gain the weight. If He doesn't stretch me, He can't strengthen me. He can't get me prepared for where He's taken me. So He has to stretch. Watch this. He stretched. Why? Because in order for Him to go to the greater measure, He had to be stretched. Why? Because this kind of love will not leave you on a ledge. This kind of love will die in order to see you dream. This kind of love will go without stop because He sees the greater inside of you. I want you to see this today. So He challenges my comfort. He likes to uh, take me out of my domain and bring me into discomfort. What I mean is what I'm familiar with in order for me to step out in faith. How many knows familiar and faith don't mix? Come on, somebody. Familiar and faith does not mix. I, one of the very first sermons I ever preached was, if you want to find out, you got to step out. How many is ready to step out? How many is ready to eat what you've never ate before? How many is ready to hear what you've never heard before? And we can see here that there had to be this moment of discomfort, this moment of uncertainty. The next day, Cornelius invites his friends and family to a place. I want to say this right here for everybody that says that there's no need to fill up a church house. Are you ready for it? Watch this. The next day, Cornelius invites his family and friends. The next day, Cornelius... Why? Because he had heard from God. You know when you'll start inviting people to church? When you start hearing from God. You say, well, it's not important that they're in the room. They were in a room. Are you hearing me? And watch this. It says that he starts inviting all these people to come and, and, and he wasn't even sure. He knew something was going to happen. But he didn't know what was going to happen. He wasn't even sure what was going to happen, but he still invited people to come. You know that you're scared to invite anybody to this church because you don't know what's going to happen. How many will be unashamed of the house you live in? You know, you got a family and you don't want anybody to know about it. You'll lean on them when you need them. But when you know what's about to transpire, whew, I feel the Holy Ghost. You'll start inviting people to come because what you experience, you would never want them to miss out on. And the Bible tells us Peter entered into the house and a dream met vision. And what had happened? When dream, I, I, I wasn't going to use this word, but I'm going to use it, collided with vision. Something exploded. Are you hearing me right now? The visionary needs the dreamer. The young generation need the generations of old. When they come together, when they get excited about the house. Brother Sellers, it's, I love you because you're excited about the house. I've learned from you. I, I love this house. I'm I want everybody to experience what's going on at Restoring Hope Church. It ain't got anything to do with the glory of the building. It's got everything to the glory that's in the building. And the Bible tells us that they entered and when they collided, something happened. 
The dreamer of Peter was the access point to the next dimension. The dreamer, uh, the visionary of Cornelius was the access point to the next dimension. Let me tell you something. When your vision connects with dreams, it's the access point to somebody's deliverance. My God, I'm going to say it again to you. Please hear the Word of God. When you come in with expectation, and you come in with expectation, your expectation colliding makes room for somebody else's deliverance. Watch this. God, I've got so much more. I'm sorry, you guys. Watch this. Peter. What was Peter's gift? What was Peter gifted to do? By the way, I'm proud of you. Your praise was beautiful today. Your praise is beautiful today. What was it that Peter did well? He spoke. His gift was gab. He he could speak. It may not have been proper, but he could do it. He wasn't afraid to stand up and open up his mouth and defend who he loved. We see it when he cuts off the ear of the soldier because of what he was doing to the one who was leading him. And he picks up the sword and cuts the ear. And what did Jesus say? He said, Those who live by the sword will die by the sword. What does that mean? When you fight in the flesh, you're going to die by your flesh. And what did Jesus do? He picked up the ear that was cut off and He put it back on. Why did He put it back on? Acts 10, 44. Because if they don't have an ear to hear, faith come by, help me, hearing. and Hearing by the Word of God. So I believe, I know that it may be crazy to think about that, but I believe that Jesus knew what was going to happen at Cornelius' house. And He knew that everybody, every race, every culture, every generation, every person, doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, doesn't matter the abused or the abuser, if you've got an ear to hear God's Word and you can fear Him when you're hearing the Word, you can be changed by the Word that you're hearing. Ten, forty-four. all the way back there God was painting a picture that if you can hear the word you can be changed by the word stand to your feet all over this place Watch this. Watch this. Peter, while preaching, while preaching, he says in 34, God shows no partiality. He preached how that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. So he first tells them God shows no partiality and then he tells them the impact of the gift. What he's saying is these Jews are not better than you. And you can have what they have. Matter of fact, you can have what I had. The, the, the gift of the Holy Ghost with the power and you can go about doing good as your cornerstone, your pattern has went about doing good. <laughs> he preached not only about the power of God, watch this, but he also, Peter, preached from the experience Not only the pattern, but the experience. 
He, he preached from a, a personal uh, relationship and we see it as it paints the picture a personal experience of witnessing all that Christ did. Just read through it. All that Christ did both in Jerusalem and then He says who was killed by hanging on a tree but how many knows that Peter didn't stop at the cross? He kept preaching. <laughs> Come on somebody. He, kept, he preached on the cross. He talked about the cross but then He goes on and He says how Christ was raised from the dead and how He showed Himself openly to the chosen and the selected few. Can I tell you God wants to show Himself to you. How many knows you got to go beyond the cross and you got to see him resurrected in the sky? And when you see him victorious, he can show you things from the place of victory. So he preached. The Bible said he testified. What did he testify? That he's the judge of the living and the dead. That was his preaching. That was his, I can't judge you because I'm not your judge. Jesus is the judge of the living and of the dead. And then all of a sudden, those, this is where it gets real good, ladies and gentlemen. All of a sudden as he's preaching, not with the music playing, not with, and I love y'all, please, I, this is no... What I'm saying, I love this worship. And I get right up in it and dance, and y'all see me. I get crazy because I love music and I love to give God glory and I love to hear other people pour out their heart and prophetically give utterance and there's a time prophetically to strike up a melody but I'm here to tell you there's moments that's coming that the word's going to be preaching preachers are going to preach the word and people's going to be healed by the power of God filled by the power of God receive everything they need by the word of God that's what happened. They were preaching. And they were being filled. And they were being healed. And they were being set free. And they were being delivered to the amazement of the religious folk who had it all. What's going on? They're speaking in our language. Is there anybody okay for somebody else to have what you have? Come on, somebody. Come on. Let it amaze you, but let it change you. Let it amaze you when your son gets up and starts preaching. Come on, somebody. Let it amaze you when Sister Susie has a testimony. Let it amaze you. But be open to let it change you. The initiator of the Holy Spirit, as they were speaking, as Peter was speaking, as they were hearing, the Bible says, like a rushing mighty wind, Watch this. Repeat. Acts 2. They were in one mind, one accord. Differences. Different gifts. Same Spirit. <laughs> Woo. They were in one mind, one accord. And as they were in one... Listen to me. Get in one mind right now. They were in one mind. They were different. They liked things differently. They may not have liked preaching like this, hot red, hot fire, but they weren't really there for the kind of preaching. They were there to hear a word. They were there to hear from God. And when they heard from God, when they put on their spiritual ears so that they would hear God speak, the Bible said, like a rushing mighty wind, it filled the whole house where they were sitting and clothing tongues of fire. Not only was it on the Jews, but now it was on the Gentiles. Not only was it on the Samaritans, but now it's on the Gentiles. So lift your hands toward heaven and just ask God, to let it fall fresh on you. Come on, I want you to start speaking from a place of hunger. Come on, I want you to start pressing in. And if you want to play now, just begin to press in prophetically with something, whatever you feel in your spirit. And here's what we're going to do for the remaining of this, this moment. I want you to press in because I believe that there's a word that's been heard in this place. I believe that there's a word that's been heard in this place. And, and listen, so many times we've used the wrong weapon and we've cut off the way to the spirit of a man. And so I'm asking for repentance even now. Every time 
time, God, I'm asking for forgiveness now. Every time I've cut off somebody's ear with my opinion. Every time I've cut off somebody's ear with a post on Facebook feeds. Every time I've cut off somebody's ear that they won't even hear the way of the Spirit anymore. God, forgive me for cutting off the ear of, to the Spirit of a man. God, let us hear your voice. That's the prayer right now. Lift your hands toward heaven and just ask God, say, let us hear your voice. Here's what we're going to do. I feel this right now. Heal my ears so I can hear your voice. Woo! Heal my ears so I can hear, hear your voice. Heal my ears from the, from the words that's cut off my ears, God. Heal my ears, God, so that I can only hear what you're saying. So that I can only do what you're doing. So that I can only act, God, on what you're wanting me to act in. God, let me hear. Let me hear you. Let me hear your voice. Let us hear you, God. Open the ear gates. Open the ear gates. Open the heart, Father God. Open the ears and the heart, God, to hear. Because if we can hear, we can be changed. God, I cannot, I cannot say what I've never said if I can't hear what I've never heard, God. I'm asking you right now to open up the ear gates of your people. I'm asking you right now, God, to open up desire like never before, God. I'm asking you for greater desire in this place. God, increase the prayer life. Increase our generosity life, God. Let us be prayer warriors. Let us let us be intercessors. Let us be givers like we've never given in this hour. Not just of money, but of our time. God, a time to you. Time in the secret place. God, let us go up on the rooftop and find the personal space so that we can hear God. And when we hear, we know. We may not know all the details. We may not know what we're going to say. But we know that you're going to be with us. And that you're going to open. When we open our mouth, God, you're going to fill it. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I pray for these in this house that everything that's tried to get in the way of what you have spoken over their lives, it's destroyed by your power falling right now. Everything that's trying to get in the way of the dreamer, it's destroyed right now. I pray for that Joseph kind of anointing that has the ability to dream again and dream the more in the name of Jesus. Is there anybody in this place that would say, I'm hungry for the greatest outpouring that the church and the body has ever seen? I'm hungry to see my family saved. I'm hungry to see my daughter set free from drug addiction. I'm hungry to see my family set free from pornography. I'm hungry to see my family set free from every generational curse from generation after generation. Is there anybody that has a hunger right now to press in and say, God, just say, God, here we are. Here we are, God. There's a fresh wind there's a fresh wind. There's a fresh wind <laughs> that's not partial. There's a fresh wind falling right now that's not partial. And I'm here to tell you the word has went forth. And if you need a healing, just go ahead and lift your hands and receive your healing. There's a fresh wind flowing. And the same God that has healed people in this room is the same God that's not partial. And he's healing you right now. I said he's healing you right now. I said he's healing your mind right now. I said he's healing your hearing right now. I said he's healing your family right now. I said he's bringing your daughter back. He's bringing your son back right now. Somebody just begin to praise him for it. Somebody begin to open your mouth and praise him like they did in this house. They begin to speak in tongues. They begin to praise like crazy. They begin to send up crazy praise. And it mesmerized it it, it, it it shocked everybody in the room. God, send the kind of power 
that brings shockwaves to the room. <laughs> Send the kind of power that brings the shock factor in this room right now. Send your wind from heaven. Send your fire into our bellies. Lord, let us step into a glory that we've never experienced before. I tell you, in the last days, he shall pour out his spirit upon all flesh. There's some women in this house that you're getting ready to prophesy. There's some sons in this house. You're getting ready to prophesy. You're getting ready to see the dead raised, the sick healed, the blind to see. Deaf ears are going to unlock. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.